It's Sports Arena is Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of stream as we look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN. In between, you're myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Well, we're in the week where Extreme Championships Wrestling's impact is still felt 20-odd years later um, with WWE Extreme Rules which obviously was one night stand at one point. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, they have been um, of an impact in wrestling for longer than they actually were around by, by quite a way. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. I mean, um, you still have people come out there chant ECW for people that probably haven't even watched ECW. Because I taught them to, pal. Um, this week we got two hardcore TVs, episode 337 and 338, and we have ECW on TNN, episode 7 and 8. Um, starting from the October the 8th TNN, October the 9th, hardcore TV, and then we'll do the dates next week when we get to next week. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole lot of nothing going on to kick off this week. <laughs> So we do start off with what you call yes, it? What sir, there is. Friday Night Thrill Zone. Friday Night Thrill Zone here it's, on TNN. ACW on TNN. Um, October 8th, 1999, episode 7. Uh, we obviously talked about the Thrill Zone. We picked up on it. Obviously, that was the um, action figure line name. So we don't know if that was what came first, eh? Someone knows. Um, you could probably yeah. easily find out. Where where the fun did that be? Um, yeah, it's, it's nice to chat, I mean, yeah. it is definitely synergy, isn't it? Um, and uh, you know, it, it does kind of link to where it is. It, it would be interesting to see whether you know November to Remember is called you know Championship Clashes or or something Champion Clashes uh, to go with the other. Th- uh, um, toy line names champion uh, but yes it's it's the thrill zone the thrill zone um, before we get to the thrill zone I did look over on Raw because I've been promising to do it for about you know a while and last week on the October 4th edition of Raw I had the Dudley Boys versus Mankind and Stevie Richards oh I think I wonder if that was when Stevie was doing his dude love gimmick. I might have had double dude loves. I sort of almost vaguely feel that was a thing. Or Mankind teamed up with dude love. I sort of remember that being a thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the Dudley's won. Stevie love dude, dude. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at the October 11th Raw. And there was no Dudley Boys at all. Nada. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But you did have the Rock and Sock Connected version of Bulldog and Val Venus, which was an interesting team. And um, the Godfather defeated Mark Henry in a Hojack match. In a Hojack match? <laughs> yeah, which I'm guessing must be like a Lumberjack match, but with them hoes. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's I'd 1999. Watch 
That's nineteen ninety nine. I would have stayed up until you know best part of one o'clock in the morning to watch that. I know. For fear of missing out on the Hojacks. And uh, the Terry Invitational Tournament's going on as well. Ah. Obviously leads to um, the the infamous ladder match. Yeah. Headbangers versus uh, beat Chris Jericho and Curtis Hughes. There's Maybe it's a... is the Jericho and Hughes. Yeah, so I think um, we're going to keep an eye on results and probably pop over one week to see how those Darcy Dudleys are, are getting on. As we're um, fast approaching to um, Royal Rumble 2000, which is one of the most ECW WWE events. And yes. Uh, or maybe we just do that, cover that. We'll see. We'll work something Yeah. Out. I don't know. It sounds interesting. We'll one. have a look at that. Fun one. Fun one. Um, it's a very ECW heavy show. So I Googled to try and work out which came first. Yeah. And the Friday Night Thrill Zone was actually the, the name that TNN had for its uh, Friday Night lineup so you know you say ecw roller jam etc that block of of program was called the friday night thrill zone oh wow so that came first yeah and then they used it as a toy line i like it um yeah so october the 8th ecw on tnn it's basically a recap show. It's a very, very strange show. First, both these. There's a few shows. of them. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of them this um, week, which I just feel like. We hear that Sunny is going to blow the lid off of wrestling. Cannot wait. Uh, we see Guido Tajiri and Crazy from Anarchy Rules. I've been Again, waiting for um, them to get their hands on each other. <laughs> Again, um, good match. We talk in depth about it on the Anarchy Rules. Um, show which is free and in the archives so you're probably best off heading over to that and listening to that if you haven't already <clears throat> when we speak about it in more detail um, we then get Tammy Lynch talking about um, getting to the business Smoky Mountain, surprise they had Smoky Mountain footage yeah, the now <clears> defunct <throat> Smoky Mountain I know, I, I almost found that more shocking than her revelations I don't know whether that's because, you know, we're about six billion shooting interviews into this now, where it's not quite a thing. But um, yeah, just the fact they had Smoky Mountain footage sort of blew my mind more than her saying that people in the locker room took drugs. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of it's deep what she's saying. It's sort of. Some of the things, obviously, talking about Louis Piccoli passing and stuff like that, obviously, is very real. And you kind of hope that it is real and not sort of worked real. It, it's, it's very hard to... Um, it's very it hard is. To I, gauge. I don't know what they were coming for with, with this angle. I, I don't no. know what they were... It, it's very strange. It's a very weird setup. It's a very weird conversation. It feels almost as if she's been told to repent her sins. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it, it, it feels like a confessional. 
rather than maybe you know just a shoot interview. Um, yeah, it's sort of like if it's a shoot, I don't understand why we're doing it. If it's a work, I don't, don't feel comfortable about. Yeah, I don't feel comfortable with doing it because obviously you're talking about you know someone that legit passed. Yeah, you know, I just don't. You know. You always sort of got this star and you're bringing it back. But like you said, you're bringing it back as almost a broken person. And then suddenly they're on TV again. Yeah. Um... So you, you almost wanted to, I know um, Sinister Minister's not here yet or anything like that, but you'd almost expect or turn like this and, and Raven to walk in on one interview or something. And suddenly yeah. she's aligned with Raven. It has got that sort of vibe. But this person's completely broken down, and you think, why are they doing this? And then Raven would walk in and be like, "That's it, you know, you're you're free now. Now you can come with me, or something like that." And I, yeah. I felt that would have been a whole new angle on her. I mean, I understand she's always going to be tied to Chris Candido, but that doesn't mean she only had to be tied to Chris Candido. No, I mean, I think they've they've you know brought her in to work with Chris Candido at one or both of their choice and preference. Yeah. But it is, it is, you know, and I still um, struggle with them. I, I think that, you know, she still brings Chris Candido down quite heavily from where he was previously. Um, but it's, it's, it's an interesting, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. It feels like it is set up for them to then, um, find some sort of, of forgiveness and repentance. Very, very similar to what they did with Peaches. Um, yeah. Except this seems to be played completely straight. Yeah. This is just her coming out <clears throat> and, and owning her shit, which is really awkward because, firstly, you know, for all the reasons you've just said about, you know, this this kind of weirdness of, of how it's pitched and how it's landed. But also, you know, with the benefit of hindsight and also just the, the dirt sheets on the day, you know, the, the state of the ECW locker room was famous. Yeah. So, you know, to be talking about, you know, Somers and this and that, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, that's all... Um, really close to home. Yeah, I agree. And we're continuing. I mean, I just sort of sit there and think, you know, Raven had notable problems and I don't know. Sandman and Sabu and, you know. Yeah, it it just felt very like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just didn't understand what they're really trying to gain from this, if I'm honest. No, I mean, you know, her saying that she was already used up at, at, at 24, 25. Yeah. Um, you know, apart from the whole kind of, you know, I ain't done yet kind of thing. Um, it was sort of, yeah, it was, yeah, it was just a, um, a weird sort of um, thing. And it's weird to do it on a recap show as well. Yes. Because it almost this new thing sort of surrounded by nothingness. But um yeah, so they're they're back. 
Um, we then showed Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn from Anarchy Rules. Again, a great match, but we do talk about it in depth on the Anarchy Absolutely. Rules show, which is in the archive, so check that out. And that was it. That was East W on TNN. Again, you could start to see where there would be some form of frustrations here. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 is this the show that people thought they were buying? And as a fan of the, um, the product, uh, what are you, like, what are you following here? What story are you following on ECW yeah. on TNN? What, what's the angle that's got you hooked? I, I really can't think of anything. No, no. I, I, it's, I mean, the, you know, they've had the first run of things like the Raven and Tommy Dreamer stuff. Um, but no, there's, there's nothing here that's making you... I don't see what is here that's making you tune in and, you know, count the hours and choose this over other stuff. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I really don't. I, I find it very much just like sort of confusing. Like, um, what, what is, like, you know, you tune into this episode and you think, okay, and if you're hardcore enough to do it, there's a good chance you'd have ordered the pay-per-view. And you're just sort of left with pay-per-view matches again with no real explanation so um yeah no I, I found that slightly confusing all in all if i'm honest um and then we jumped to hardcore tv episode 337 october the 9th 1999 and again this was just as confusing um we got dawn marie did a quick promo dreamer versus tajiri rhino versus mike awesome again um balls versus anarchy versus rvd from anarchy rules um, Tajiri. Yep. Face or heel? Tweening. <laughs> he's, he's tweening. He is. Um, if he's standing next to Carino, he seems yeah. to be a heel. Yeah. And if he's not, then he's a face. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Done. But yeah, that's pretty much um, yeah, realistically, that's pretty much it. It's, it's, it's kind of um, bizarre that one, but it's another sort of um, the only new bit was obviously this is after Droz had his um, injury with um, D'Lo Brown, so they took a moment basically just to wish him well, which I thought was a, a match. To, be, to be fair, I think obviously he was in ECW for a short time so they just took a moment to um say you know get well which I thought was nice of them yes um and that was the end of that so that's those two out of the way and hopefully now we can do the latter weeks we actually had a bit of something on so East Debbie on TNN episode 8 October the 15th 1999 this is a bit more of a show the show starts off with Candido and Tammy walking out uh, initially until i saw the entrance i just thought this was an old match yes i just assumed it was from whenever and a more sort of hyping up than returning but it wasn't it's actually them returning on east w on tna 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 <laughs> and um yeah as soon as they're in the ring lance storm and dawn marie come out 
Um, Lance Storm basically says that Tammy says she's an has been at 26, but he knew she was a has been at 25. Good job. You're early. Scave in line. Yeah. Um, So that happened. They had a quick brawl and set up a match for later on. What did you sort of think of all this? Um, I'm disappointed that they've gone back there. Um, And that's a lot to do with how the feud finished because, you know, Candido and Storm together were, were fantastic. And Candido was so good and so important in bringing Lance Storm up and through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's um, a little bit of the same old, um, you know, it's the same promo. Uh, there's a twist on it. We'll cover it in a little while, um, but it's nothing different. It's nothing new. It's the same old stuff. And it feels like a, a retread, um, which is a weird one to bring them back in and then just kind of almost derail where Lance Storm and the Impact players are going to pay off, question mark, this? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I found it... Um, I'm the same as you. I, I found it very strange this was their choice as a um, I know you know it's got the history there and all that but there's there's some fresher talent that you could have put Candido in I mean Candido returning still would have been a moment so I, I feel like there's enough fresh talent to fry him in there and um, sort of make a excited match and give him one that he can just, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into it when we talk about the match, but one he yeah. can get his shit in, one that he can, you know, do his stuff in, one that he can go over in. Yeah, no, totally. So that happens, it sets up the match for later on. We then get um, a returning, I guess, David Cash. Yeah, he, he's, he, he's he, been in and out, hasn't he? He turned up as um, Jericho something briefly, didn't he? He had that, um, yes. that long-winded sort of name of everyone. He was there for a short period of time, so that was pretty cool. That um, He's back, and he is against um, Tom Marquez. Yep, it's Tom Marquez. Who, um, did they say that he's gone through the house of hardcore? He's the newest yes. person to get through. Yes. I thought it was decent. Well done. Um... Yeah, it seems to feel it's feeling as if it's diminishing returns from the House of Hardcore already. I mean, um, this match was basically just used as a quick filler to get Ryan and Steve Carino out here. Yes. Which I don't have a massive issue with, to be honest with you. So basically, Steve Carino and Rhino. Um, come out, basically beat them both up, take them out. And there's a couple of um, New Orleans Saints, American football players in the crowd. And they throw um, a bit of shade at them and sort of start to abuse them a bit. Yeah, I mean, they're in Atlanta outfits. So, you know, the Atlanta shirts. So it's, you know, all about, you know, the football rivalry and um, 
you know, it it it's a well worn, well trodden uh, hill spot, and and you know it works well because it's one that has been done a thousand times. So yeah, yeah, and what I would say, really impressive old um, rhino. Yeah, what an absolute beast getting out there and confronting these guys. Absolutely, well, he just, is, um, and this is the problem. He is. It's just his intensity here again. It's just um, it's kind of just frustrating the way they just. And again, how much how much hotter would that have been? How much more danger would that have felt like if he's been on a tear? Even if he's only destroying the likes of of you know David Cash and Tom Marquez, but if he's gone through and been you know beating people up, and oh yeah. my God, you know we've not been able to control him. He's there's you know no one's been able to stop him, and here's this: what's going to happen compared no. to you know he's he's lost more than he's won. Hundred percent. No, he's basically um. Yeah, he looks intense and all that, and that sort of yeah, seemed seemed cool, and that sort of led to um, Dreamer coming out again. Dreamer yes, as the as the um, representative of of ECW, <laughs> he runs out to 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 stop there being an incident, to stop ECW getting sued. Yeah, so he obviously he comes out at least to a Dreamer Carino match. Um, what what did you think of this? Um, I thought it was all right. I, you know, it wasn't a bad match. Um, uh, I don't, I don't understand the story they're telling with with Dreamer. Um, yeah. because of you know. Uh, oh, he's so broken. His back's so broken, but yet he continues to fight every week now. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's a, it's a it's a fairly strong match. He he continues to innovate by now doing the tarantula. Yeah, I mean, again, like we said before, he's very much the um... replicator of violence. Yeah, the, the move collector, isn't he? Where everyone he, he takes something from him, continue, continue, and obviously that's that seems to be what he does. And like we said before, if it was his gimmick, he'd actually be pretty good. But instead of taking an item of clothing, he he took a move as a as a trophy from everyone that he beat. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's never really been sort of clarified. He, he does pick up the win. It's a confusing ending. Uh, Tajiri comes out which ends up with uh, Raven coming out. Raven has a little moment with Tajiri that sort of made me have this whole, oh, man, I'd love to see Raven, Tajiri in ECW. Yep. Um, yeah, his little brief moment, he thought that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so he does that. He then looks like he's going to take out Carino, but instead he even flows Dreamer. Um, Carino lays on top, but Dreamer basically rolls up Carino and beats him, and Raven kind of patronizingly applauds Dreamer for picking up this win. Yes. Um, the last bit I didn't mind. I thought it was good for Raven. I said it before and I sort of stand by it. 
I'm ready to pull the trigger on Raven a bit more at the moment. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, I don't know if he's injured or something, but I, I feel, you know, he wasn't on it for last week's. Now he's come back for just a quick nothingness. And I just feel like as a fan at the time, you'd be frustrated because this legend's return to the promotion that's sort of made and you're sort of getting like just drips and you can't just keep taking runouts. You need, and I think you need a bit of a Raven match, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the story they're telling all the way through is that um, Raven doesn't want to, it isn't, you know, friends with Tommy Dreamer, doesn't care about Tommy Dreamer losing or getting beaten up. He just yeah. doesn't want to lose the titles. Which again, works. But um, I just feel like it needs just a little bit, <clears throat> a little bit more in my opinion at the moment. Yes. Um, so that happens. Lance Storm then takes on Chris Candido. Uh, what do you think about this? They don't have bad matches. Um, yeah. I, you know, for the match itself, I thought it was great. I just, I, I would have liked to see Candido come in on something else. Um, ECW has a habit of people having to earn their spots back. Um, and again, here we see, you know, that 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 Candido needs to to take his medicine and get off the naughty step. Um, I think the interesting thing for me on this was um, Joey Styles explaining that the reason why these two didn't work as a tag team is because Lance Storm was infatuated with Tammy Lynn Sitch. Yeah, which isn't strictly the truth. No. Especially considering Lance Storm was the face coming out of yeah. Um and also the predominant, you know, tag team stuff they'd already broken up before Tammy Lincich came back in. Um in the, the, the whole, you know, reforming of the triple threat thing. Yeah. Um but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the the, the Tammy Lincich Lance Storm feud that this kind of fell into. Um wasn't my favourite available in the archives, um, and and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of Tammy Lynn Bitch um, being her her name and her gimmick. Um, so I, I think all of it just feels like you know not where I would have plugged them back in. I probably would have given them a nice wide berth, and then if it all worked out, then they can have a you know a, a show stealing pay per view match. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, even Candido versus even like a Tommy Dreamer would have been. Yeah, I mean, if you want, if you if you want him to come back and take his medicine, and that's what you want him to do, RVD would be a great opponent for him. Yep, sort of little TV title match. Yep, no issues with that. That would have worked. Like you said, that would have worked out. Well. You know, you've got Super Crazy. You could you could feed him to Super Crazy if you want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we're interested in see where he comes in, like recent in um, upcoming weeks. Obviously, he might be involved in in whatever. But like, like you said, just um, yeah, personally, just just think it's weird 
kind of sort of ones to throw him out there with from the get go. Yeah. But um, yeah, not horrific. Just slightly... uh, the match was the match was good. The match was always going to be good. It's just but it's yeah, just a weird spot to put Candido back in there with that again. Like you said, after we sort of have very much seen that a lot. Yes. Um, so we get that. We then get Mike Awesome versus, I guess, a returning Rod Price. Yes. Few. Yeah. Um, Mike Awesome wins. Yes. Unless there's anything more you wish to add. No, no. That's good. To that. That's fine. Because I was happy with that. Yeah. Mike Awesome wins. In, let me get sort of. Um, the Pulp Fiction promos again, almost we haven't had for a long time. I know. I enjoyed it. I just they went on for a bit, and they sort of by the end got a bit confusing. But I did enjoy it. Impact players basically saying that they deserve to be the tag team champions, and um, they will get it, and they're making an impact and everything else. And it makes sense. They they do need to be the tag team champions. Yes. They're not going to have a single runs. They're the best tag team on the show. They should go for it. Out of nowhere, we get the Baldies introduce themselves. <laughs> yep. But again, buzzing for that. So, um, Skull, the Vito Angel are basically here. They're the Baldies. They announce themselves. Interesting to see what happens to them in the upcoming weeks. Raven is walking the streets about half past five. So. I loved that. I loved, I loved that because the, the people who are in the crowd have no idea what's going on. And Raven is insulting them. And, and they're just kind of sitting there going, because he's like, you know, these are your people, the, the washed up, hopeless, no dreams, no whatever. You know, these are your people, Tommy. Like, yeah, we, we, we've got no chance. We've got no, no future. I mean, there was... So he basically, he, he insults him and it goes back a few times. My favourite is the second one, because it's clearly a, a drunk guy who's pissing off Raven. I keep trying to jump in front of the camera. So Raven basically does the I feel your pain and does the crucifix pose and almost sort of slowly spins around in a circle, sort of punching this guy <laughs> in the face. And I just thought it was just absolutely genius. I thought it was so funny. I really did. Yep. I um yeah, thoroughly enjoyed sort of that one. I thought it was probably the best one out of the three. Um oh, who else did we have? Jerry Axel Lynn. Balls. We get to Jerry Lynn, but Axel yeah. Balls first. Um, hardcore team in ECW. And if people sort of want to prove that they're hardcore, they have to step in the ring with them. Yeah, for it, some reason, they're allowed to team again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Seriously. anyway. Yeah, they're back. They're um, swinging chairs like some sort of freak. But um, no, they're back. They're obviously doing their thing. And they're sort of good. We had that. New Jack, um, RVD, Baldies again. And of course, one you want to get to, Jerry Lynn. Break down the yes. beautiful glasses wearing Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn is the, is the bit that kind of seems to kind of move it on a bit. But... Um, he is, he's cutting another one of his, you know, earnest golly gosh promos. Um, 
in his glasses. Um, and Steve Carino walks in and kind of goes, you know, Jerry, stop moaning about it. Just do the work. Um, and walks off. And, and this annoys Jerry. And uh, so he puts the glasses down. He throws the glasses away and goes to find Steve Carino and, and basically just gets blindsided and, you know, kicked to, to hell by to Jerry. Which again is just uh, unfortunately just very much <laughs> Jerry Lynn, isn't it? Yes. And again, it's a weird end to the show. It really was. And this took us to Hardcore TV episode 338, October 16th, 1999. Show kicks off with a promo from the Impact players. They do a rundown of everyone they've taken out in the past year, I'd say and how they want to be the tag team champions. Again, like we said previously, it makes a lot of sense. Um, we then get the first match of the night, which is a rematch between uh, Jazz and Jason. Personally, I felt like this match was given way too much time, especially as it hasn't even really been a feud. Like no, he didn't. He didn't say her name. They got annoyed. They had a match at the pay per view, and that was pretty, pretty much, much a squash a, match. Yeah, that was pretty much a blow off for it. I mean, there's been no. Jason hasn't really been on TV. He hasn't really muttered her name, as as far as I'm sort of concerned. Yeah, no, it's not as if he. She's getting involved in in Justin Grable's matches. Yeah, in fact, she was trying to be Simon Diamond's partner. Exactly. So, and obviously taking on Carino and doing all the other bits, it just sort of very much just like this doesn't feel like this needed to be a match, especially not because it was given, I think, a fair amount of time. Far too much. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Jazz wins again, which is great for her. But um, it just doesn't feel like a feud, if I'm honest. We then got. Ryan and, uh, and Carino taking out Cash and that, calling out the New Orleans Saints guys that we saw. That's mm-hmm. fine. They announced that Sabu will be on TNN next week. So yep. that's, that's going to be something. Too extreme. Uh, yep. Simon Diamond comes out. Does another of Simon says. Simon didn't say promos, which again is fine. Leads to a freeway dance with Tajiri and Little Guido. So Tajiri, Little Guido, and Simon Diamond in a freeway dance. Um, it was fresh, but what did you think of this pairing? Um, pairing, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fresh. It, we've, we've got Tajiri as a um, baby face. Yeah. So, you know, there's a there's an exchange at the beginning where, where Simon is being you know, fairly casually racist. Um, and uh, Tajiri, it turns out, can speak English, even if it is only homophobic slurs. Um, and that kind of leads to the match. Um, you know, they get Simon out quite quickly, so whilst it is a fresh combination, it isn't for much. Um, yeah, I, I it feels a little bit overdone at the moment. The 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 Tajiri. Guido, super crazy combinations. 
um, just feel a little bit OTT at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I also feel like it's confusing for people um, like Tajiri because he is sort of edging away. He has feuded with Taz. He has picked up you know, a win over a Tommy Dreamer and that. I feel like he's sort of pushing him. I don't want to say this is like lower down on the card, but he's pushed away from these feuds for the time being, in my yes. opinion. I don't think he needs to necessarily go back to it for now because I, I thought he was in a a semi sort of decent edging away from I mean these matches are always gonna be great, but if you see it again in six months, having not seen it, it's probably gonna be better. Yep. So I don't know, I just thought they were edging away and they are clearly always gonna keep it there. But um yeah, Tajiri did win, which is the right decision. But um, yeah, weird, weird pairing or couple. Yes. Or, yeah. Um, and then got the Jerry Lynn promo guys. again that you just spoke about, where he's basically cutting and Carino walks in and he runs in on Lita and then he gets taken out by Carino and Tajiri that we saw on TNN. And then the main event is RVD defending his TV title against Spike Dudley. Obviously. Obviously, and again, um, you know, he said nothing against these, but these, these are sort of ones where I understand RVD's reign is iconic and it did help ECW a lot. But obviously, we listed a few that there needed to almost be that extra title because everything's tied up, yeah, massively like Spike could have done with that TV title. I mean, there's a, I have a list of people who could have done with it before Spike. Um, yeah, no, agreed. But and yeah. I, you know, it feels like Spike's in this spot because they a don't have the latest big man for him to roll over in thirty seconds, and b don't have the Dudleys for him to beat up on and with. Um, so it's like, what do you do with him? Let's give him a title shot. Um, it it was. I mean, you know, RVD doesn't have bad matches, but no, it, it it wasn't one I felt I needed. Yeah, agreed. I mean, RVD is phenomenal at everything he does, you know, yes. especially at this time. But I do think he needs a feud to buy his teeth into. He's had Sabu's, he's had Jerry Lynn's. At the moment, he's very much just plodding, which goes back to what you say, like a TV title feud with um, Chris Candido. You know, yeah, there's a bit of freshness there. There's obviously history, the whole triple threat situation, and you know, even show the footage of RVD slapping Tammy's ass from like years ago. There's, you know, there's stuff there if you really want to, rather than just. Yeah, skip over the fact they're just two great wrestlers wrestling. If you wanted to dig, you got the the footage to say why one would sort of dig out the other. And um, yeah, no, it just again, it just didn't really do it. But um, RVD does win, as we could probably all guess. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the rundown. What was your general thoughts with? Um, the two weeks slash four episodes we covered. Um, uneven, I think, is is 
probably the word I'd use. You know, there's there's some there's some good stuff. There's a, a lot of filler. It feels stalled in a lot of stuff. It doesn't feel like it's moving um, forward with any kind of real pace to it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 an it's an uneven feeling for me. I think. I mean, right question. Obviously, I know they space out their pay per views and they've got time to do whatever. But there generally should be a role in something, in my yeah. opinion. If there's a pay per view next week, who is RVD facing for the TV title? Um, Rhino. Tajiri. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Tag team uh, it, but, but in the sense of they're people who have got a profile on the show and are, are, are you know, in Tajiri's case at least, winning matches. Yeah. None of them have any interaction with RVD. None of them have, have any, you know, it is a it is a booked match. It isn't a, a feud. Um, it is it is purely just a whole kind of, you know, who can go in the ring and, you know, the, the closest he's got to a feud is Jerry Lynn. Still, yeah. I mean, obviously, tag team titles. You could say the Impact players because they're strong as a unit, even though you don't really see them in tag team matches, and they've basically at least stated their claim of what they're going after. Yeah. So you know they're heading that direction. That's coming at some point. Heavyweight title. I mean, so we didn't cover this, but. My course, so they explained, and I use the word explained really, really loosely. My Awesome's going to go and face Tanaka, uh, who is the FMW champion. Yeah. And the winner of that match will be exclusive to ECW for the length of time that they are the ECW champion. At which point they will then kind of, you know, continue to do their duties and all the rest of it. So it's this real kind of weird feeling that they are renting their champ from FMW. Um, whoever their champ might be, they are renting them from FMW. And it's just a very strange kind of setup. So, you know, Mike Awesome's feud will be Tanaka, not because of ECW, but because that in FMW, that's the feud. Yeah. I, I totally get what you're saying. No, and um, I don't know. I just find it so strange because I really, I really thought with the way, obviously, the, the Taz was sort of doing whatever. And again, it's I know they're probably saving it for a, a pay per view sort of pop or surprise, but under contract like do something yeah he's still you know know, we know where he ends in the next pay-per-view and it it makes little to no sense really based on everything we're watching yeah it's more of a well that answers that question if they did win if they did have a match who would have won doesn't it it's more that sort of the guy staying around yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? You sort of think, okay. But um 
yeah, all very strange. It's sort of, you look at some of the people they got here and they just sort of very much just sort of treading water at this point. They're not really pushing anyone forward. There's no one sort of pushing a charge, you know. I mean, RVD and Mike Awesome should be the feud at this point. Whether yeah. RVD vacates the title, RVD wins the world title and then vacates the TV title, so technically never loses it, or whatever it is. Surely that, that feels like that's the feud. RVD, no one can be hotter, but for some reason he's got no interest in that world title. Yeah. And to me it's just like, you can say TV title's bigger because whatever title with you is the main title. I understand all that. But I just, I just feel like surely at some point there's got to be sort of some point where he went for it. And whether it's just long-term booking and because of things happened that didn't quite pan out. But um, yeah, you kind of believe that should have been that should have been the feud, surely. You would think, yes. Um, that being said, what was your match of the week this week? Um, so, as I said, you know, an amazing match, a fantastic match. Always have good matches. Um, the the issue I have is kind of the wider storyline. Um, I'm going to go for Candido versus Lundstall. Um, yep. Partly because it's new and by new I mean that I've seen it less recently than than most of the other ones on the card especially the pay-per-view matches that were still being reheated um yeah. so uh yeah that's my that's my pick but it's 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 for the match not for anything to do with what surrounds it yeah no I think that makes a lot of sense it, it works I mean it is um yeah, a decent match. Like I said, confusing, sort of, they've gone straight back to it. But it is an amazing match nonetheless. Um, for those who want to get involved, you can do on social media, at underscore Sports Arena is where you can find us on Instagram or Twitter. Never be afraid to tag us in your extreme posts. We love seeing things ECW. We love hearing ECW as we're currently still stuck in 1999. And to be fair, quite happy in 1999. Um, We'll be back next week as we march on and try and find out some contenders for some titles and see how this um, sorts itself out. So, yeah. See you next week. And, um, and yes, just like RVD, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>